What up, dog? What up? <laughs> it's podcast time. It's podcast time. All this right. Is a, this is the podcast. That's right. Uh, a podcast about movies. We're here to talk about movies, which is the only thing I really like talking about. Uh, what's your name? My name's Rachel Morgan. I am the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. That's cool. My name's Corey Kraft, and I also work with Sidewalk and program movies and stuff. Um, but mostly I just like talking about them. So let's talk about some movies. Let's do it. What's this shit? I was kind of kind. That was kind. It wasn't yes. too bad. But boy, have I got one for you today. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say I am confused by this. So confused by it that, you know, I found a clip online to to watch and then bring you this description of this clip to see if you can guess the film, as I do in this segment. And I jumped out of this clip and went and watched another clip from the same scene because I thought – that something somebody had gone in and done some editing, some tricky editing, as sometimes people do. Mm-hmm. But the other scene was exactly the same. Mm. So that tells me that this is an actual scene from a film. Okay, <laughs> as confusing as this is. So basically, what we're looking at when I'm looking at this scene, and again, I've never seen this film in full, so I don't know where this is, but it seems a good bit into the film. We're in an elevator. Mm. Three, no, four people enter this elevator. One is one is just a, you know, civilian, we'll call them. Two of them seem like they're thugs, bullies, whatever you want to call them. I'm politically incorrect word there, so I, I'm sorry for that. But, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the quote-unquote bad guys, right? Yeah. And then the other one is clearly our hero. Hmm. Um, and so right away, someone has tried to think different here because there's a, like a low camera angle. Hmm. And that low camera angle, then there's something said to each other, like, what do you, what do you say, Jack? Gonna get him today? Did you, is, you know, some kind of like razzing mm-hmm. of Jack, which I don't know if Jack is the real name or if Jack is slang term for, you know, just calling somebody something. Right. Jack. And then it, there's a very quick motion sequence, kind of like sped up scene where somebody shoots somebody in the elevator. In the elevator, but then this is that's what I'm saying. This is where I got confused. Then it it clearly it just kind of cuts back, and we're in the elevator and nothing's happened. So it tells me that that what that that sequence in the scene is that you know the sort of shots in the scene was maybe an imagining, uh-huh. but there's nothing. T- there's nothing from an editing perspective or cinematography perspective to, to tip me off to the fact that this is something this person's imagined. In other okay. words, and I'm not suggesting that it's always a good thing to use, you know, like a cut to a sepia or, a, but there's, it just feels like a, somebody's edited two scenes together that don't belong together. Right. Right. And so then our hero, there is some back and forth and it, do, and the woman gets out, the civilian gets out of the elevator and then it does escalate into violence. I should also tell you that this whole time there is Christmas music playing. Whimsical Christmas music. And during mm. the fight scene that ends up breaking out and the sort of, you know, there's kicking, there's biting, it's very nasty. And that that whimsical Christmas music gets even more whimsical and cranked up. And then our hero protagonist leaves the elevator. Two people are laying on the ground. I don't think that they're dead, but they're definitely unconscious. And he kind of badass, you know, even though it, believe me, there's nothing badass happening in the scene. Badass walks out of the uh, elevator and, uh, you know, we see the two people laying on the ground at the floor of the elevator. 
If you're confused by what I'm describing, that's because the scene is actually very confusing. I am confused by what you're describing. It, it also is not ringing any bells, though. Um, so you, you said you watched another part of the scene? No, this is the whole scene this I'm describing. Scene. What okay. I'm saying is that I watched, and when I first saw the scene and I saw the sort of talking to each other uh-huh. and the Jack thing, and then when it when there was this motion sequence that kind of sped up, it's very – I'm going to tell you right now, it's of the early 2000s because the editing, everything about it feels like – Oh shit, we saw the Matrix. We've gotcha, seen some gotcha. music videos. We're going to try to throw this all in the bag and it's bad. And so early 2000s, this is all this is happening and when I watched it again, 30 seconds into the scene, I was like, shit, this is somebody somebody's been toying with things and has cut something together and put together sort of a fan cut of a scene. I see. So That's you, where you I found got, another version and that it was is the exactly same. the same. Gotcha. Well, if it's from the early 2000s, I've probably seen it. I'm sure you've seen this. But it's not, this is not a, I don't think this is a deep cut. No. And I think if once I tell you who's in it, you're going to get it because it's a very famous person in the elevator. Mm. Our protagonist is a very famous and a little bit older gentleman. Um, Was even a little older at the time. Certainly not as old as he is now, but a little bit older gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the perpetrators, the criminals, the bad guys are also very familiar. Like they're very famous actor guys. Well, no, one of them, one of them, I don't know who he is. The other one, I wouldn't be able to call him out by name, but you would. Hmm. Very familiar face. Is this a Brad Pitt picture? It's not. It is a Sylvester Stallone picture. So I'm going to give oh, you that too. From the early 2000s. From the early 2000s. Oh. It is a Sylvester Stallone film. Yeah, and it so, is a remake it's a because remake. when I went to go look for clips from this, I noticed that there was a film of the same title in the 1970s. Shit, well, I'm that, afraid Corey's not getting this one. Is, it, is it the Get Carter remake? It's Get Carter. Yeah, I've never seen this. Oh, okay, well, Get you got Car- it anyway. But it is Stallone, Get Carter. Yeah, Stallone remaking Get Carter is an, an act of insanity on you yeah know, every fundamental level. Um, I mean, how confused were you by the description? Very. But it is when you go watch the scene, just go do a search for Get Carter Elevator scene. You're going to see what I mean by it. I'm pretty. It's a pretty accurate description that I'm giving you. So like Stallone it's a little convoluted is working through the, the angles. He's like, I'm about to get into an elevator fight. Let me speculate what's going to happen here. Like Robert Downey Jr. or Sherlock Holmes or whatever. In some ways, I need you to watch this okay. so that you can explain to me. Well, this never looked interesting or good to me, even at my um, least discerning moments. So, yeah, um, skipped it and um, don't feel bad about it. Retractions. We just keep getting things wrong. I no, guess. no, no. It's not what you think. Oh, really? I'm retracting on somebody else's behalf. <gasps> yes. Okay. I'm pissed about this. Uh oh. So, uh, a number of weeks ago, VHS watched keeping the faith which i can't stand i've seen it before i hate this film it's got ben stiller ben and stiller edward norton and yes. jenna elfman yes and it is terrible jenna I've elfman never an- seen it annoys the shit out of me as does edward norton and sometimes ben stiller and there's a lot of really terrible montages in it where they're falling in love and one of which is like she works too much so he takes her cell phone and puts it in a mailbox mm-hmm. which that's not cute or funny nobody would like that like her work cell phone gets put into a public like on the side of the street mailbox yeah, that's now. no good um it's not whimsical it's you're an asshole 
So anyway, but there's a moment in it. There's a lot of voiceover. And of course, you know the premise here, right? He's he's a rabbi. Stiller's a rabbi. Norton's a priest. Yes. And they grew up together and they're best friends. And so it's all about the priest and the rabbi trying to kind of, you know, interfaith, join things together. And, and their old best friend from elementary school comes in town and they're both sort of, you know, trying to to get her great even the priest is like considering leaving the priesthood to you know get over with, over dharma from dharma over dharma. And greg so there is a line in the film about th- via voiceover that is something along the lines of this she's this hot or she's this attractive or you know some some such rigmarole as tatum o'neill and foxes okay i want you to know and i want the world to know that this script writer should be tased. Oh my God. Because Tatum O'Neill is not in Foxes and it makes me feel crazy. I know where they're going with this is they're thinking about another sort of at the time young lesbian, even though I'm not suggesting Tatum O'Neill is identified as a lesbian. I'm just saying that she is. Um, I'm just kidding. I mean, kind of. But you know what I mean? Like this sort of like that particular sort of vibe. And it's Jodie Foster Mm. that's that's in Foxes, not Tatum O'Neill. And no, it's not mistakenly it's not like oh I'm mista- intentionally mistakenly. It's a really it's a wrong it's an error on the screen. How do you play. mess that up? Like I don't nobody know. on the set has been like, hey man, you're actually thinking about something else. Like Tatum O'Neill's in a couple movies like that at the time. Is she in that Times Square movie? I don't know, but I can I just know she's not in Foxes. She's I know Foxes. I know Foxes really well, and that is definitely Jodie Foster. I mean, look, he could be talking about any number of other actors that are in this film, but I guarantee you he's talking about Jodie Foster. If mm. you know what I mean, yeah. So. This is, a, of course, Foxes from 1980, directed by Adrian Lyne, even though I always want to say Adrian Lynn. Um, the great Adrian Lyne, who just made a new movie, his first new movie in 20 years. Oh, my gosh. What is it? It's called Deep Water. It stars Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. It's on Hulu. Oh. Is and it? A, is that a – so it's, that's not a that's not a episodic, then? No. Okay, I didn't Hulu realize that. Hulu original film. Um, hmm, I'll have to go take a look at it. Yeah, then. I – you know, people don't like it, but it's I, – I thought it was pretty good. Well – Adrian Lyne's a particular type of director, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, um, yeah I'll take a look. Little anyway, Darlings. She's in Little Darlings. In she's in Little Darlings. So maybe yes, that's, that's right. That's, but that's not what he references. He yeah. references foxes. Weird. So I'm just mad about it. So I'm retracting on, on his behalf and pointing out that that's, that's a shitty script moment. I think it's because it, that film feels like nobody cared about it. Well, it, it is also a 22-year-old movie. So they, they need to have the record set straight. It's Now's the time. Now is the time. And now, fast film terms. Hey, Corey. Hey, Rachel. Whoa, that was fast. Wasn't it? So I've got kind of a different fast film form. Say it, because I can't. Fast film term. I've got a different kind of fast film term for you today, and that is baby powder. Baby powder. You know what baby powder is. Sure, it's a powder that you put on a baby. Uh, Obviously, everybody knows that. Or maybe don't, because I think they're under like a class action lawsuit right now. You're supposed to do that. But maybe for better purposes, it is used on a film set. And the way that it's used on a film set is we've talked about what a dolly is, uh-huh. you know, just that device that the, the camera operator sits on and it moves, it creates a tracking shot, a moving shot. Right, right. And of course, in order to do that, you lay down track. We've talked about that as well. Well, that track, as you can imagine, can make squeaky noises. Uh-huh. And so if you put baby powder on it, it doesn't squeak. Oh, really? So baby powder is used to prevent a squeak from the wheels when rolling along a dolly track. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I've got another one for you. Okay. This one is unfortunately fairly relevant and clearly something that was not used on a set of a recent film. Okay. And that's a Lexan. Do you know what a Lexan is? No. So it is a 
plastic shield. Oh. Yeah. Use in front of a camera Mm -hmm. to help protect the camera and the camera operator from an explosion or gunshot. Um, Something that's happening clearly being filmed near the camera. Uh, They come in various sizes and thicknesses, but the suggestion is at least a half inch thick. And so now again, I actually shouldn't say this because I don't know if they were or weren't using one, but it seems as if they were not. The the fatal accident uh, for Helena Hutchins that you're referring to happened during a rehearsal uh, process anyway. Yeah. Um, But terrible, terrible instance. Uh, Of course, it was big news last year. Right. um, so that's what that's what Alexan is. And then just a couple of quick ones because okay. they're so fast. And this is a favorite of mine. Uh, you know what gloves on set? You know, obviously you use gloves to touch lights when they're super hot. Or so. to make ropes from rawhide so you don't contract anthrax. Exactly. Exactly. And so gloves in, in Power of the Dog or on a film set could also be known as Hand shoes, <laughs> which is one of my favorite hand set shoes? terms. Are you serious? Hand shoes, hand shoes, everyone. Oh, so come the next on. time you pull out a pair of, of driving gloves out of your glove box, like uh, our former manager Aaron Penhaus used to do, I've seen him put on a pair of driving gloves to drive his Prius. Um, you call them, say, you know, Aaron could have turned to me and said, Hey, hand me my hand shoes. Anyway, and then one more for you. Okay. Light bulbs. Also known as lamps, which we've talked about. That's true. But I also want to point out that they're known as globes. I think I knew that. Yeah. I don't remember how. But none of these beats. Hand hand shoes. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. Podcast. We are your own personal cinematic Jerry Seinfeld and Kesha. What do they have in common? So once upon a time, Jerry Seinfeld was doing an interview on some red carpet somewhere. And I'm assuming it was one of these, you know, all celebrities go to stuff, whatever. And Kesha came up behind him. And while he's doing the interview, tapped him on the shoulder and said, can I get a hug from you? I'm a big fan. And he said, no, I I really (laughs) don't want, I don't know you. Oh, and it was, yeah, he looks kind of like a dick, but I mean, you know, she, she, she laughed it off and later said, I think I scared him. But yeah. Probably, yeah. but but still, that sucks. That does Come on, suck. Jerry. Come on, Jerry. I mean, they don't just let any old person on the red carpet. Although I will say, if you've seen one episode of Seinfeld, you would know that maybe you don't ask Jerry for, for a, a hug. hug. That's, for a hug. That's, yeah, he's that's not going to give you a hug. He's, he's, like, not, nah. he's not giving hugs out. He was like, no, thank you. Yeah. That's how yeah. he said it. No, no, thank you. Yeah, you also know he's, I kind of just would stay clear of him because he's just kind of, he he's kind of a dick. I mean, I love Jerry Seinfeld's comedy, but I'm not. Yeah, you're not asking. I'm not for looking a hug. to meet him. You're not asking for. A <laughs> I'm not looking to hang out with Jerry, but just like Larry David. I'm not going to hang out with Larry David. Oh, I would hang out with Larry David and share stories because you know, rolling through life is Rachel Morgan. <laughs> I'm like Larry David without the paycheck. Anyway, thanks to Revelator Coffee and thanks to Beltwell Studios. And check us out online at SidewalkFest.com or at SidewalkFilm on social media. You can find all of our cinema showtimes, the stuff that's coming up at the cinema this month, real cool. By the time you're hearing this, I don't know what's going to be playing. We don't know. We don't know what's playing the weekend after next. Because it's impossible (laughs) right now to book any damn thing on the planet. That's a whole other episode. We've got a lot of titles that we're circling, and we have not locked them down yet because it is very tricky to lock them down. Hey, A24, answer my email. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it's a fun situation. Isn't it? Um, but we're going to show something, and it's going to be good. So get your tickets now and come see a movie with us at the Sidewalk Cinema. Bye. Later days, dude. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.